Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, um, a.k.a. Shit, I ain't got no nicknames for y'all this week. Y'all got me fucked up. That's what y'all got me. Um, We're going to get into it. Just just know, um, I don't know. Uh-uh, I ain't like that. Uh-uh. Nah, no. Mm. no. A.k.a. you got me fucked up. That's my nickname. Yikes. Because okay. we're we going to get into it, a.k.a. You know, why I think the universe is trying to try me, and I'm not I'm not the one over two. I might not even be the three. You left me on red earlier like a bad bitch, so I'm, I'm tight with you anyway. But anyway, before we get it with the shits, hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that little baby who just won't listen, who ain't never listened. What? We'll just we'll discuss off like what what I leave you on red for. I thought I read it. I thought I responded. Yeah, you read it, but you ain't respond, nigga. What I hit it? you with a couple different things today, and you had me fucked up. All right, I see what we on tonight. It's a little spicy. Hey, no ranch. Listen, here's the thing. It's fine. If those who know me, it's fine. Know me. Know, if you know me, know your boy. If I'm in a if I'm in a bad mood, I don't say shit because I don't want to say anything to somebody who doesn't deserve it. So if I didn't respond to you, I apologize. But also, I figured we was going to argue anyway, so I figured to get I mean, I, I came in with the shits. I came in prepared. I came mm-hmm. in ready. So, so I mean, you let me know. What, listen, I'm in the matching energy business, apparently. <laughs> apparently, like you weren't before. Like, like this is brand spanking no, new to you. Typically, I like to meet people where they are, but that's not effective. So matching energy seems to be the only way that I can get my point across. So you come at me crazy, you're probably going to be met with crazy. Like, typically, I try to meet people's emotions with understanding. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been quite the most effective way. Guess fuck these niggas. Sometimes I think, like, people take advantage of All right, of okay. That, so. Full disclaimer, um, I'm going to, I'm not going to be as politically correct this episode as I usually am. If for those who know me, y'all know that bar is already pretty low. Um, but I'm not, so, so charge it to the head, not the heart. If, 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 if some cuss words that you feel personally offended slip out, you'll be all right. Um, again, charge the head, not the heart, but we're going to get into the shit. So, Ali, apparently we need to discuss your weekend first. Why? Because you, you, what made you get into the matching energies business? What made, what, 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 what's up? What's up? What did I do? Friday night, I was in the house. Um, I did my laundry, um, because Broccoli Fest is vastly approaching, and a bitch is not prepared. I still need to pack. I need to go get liquor. Um, I have been on a Pedialyte water cranberry juice diet. I'm going to probably do a detox before just to make sure that, like, all my levels are good. Um, I know to go get waxed. My nails and my toes are already done. I need a haircut before I leave. Like, you do need haircuts now. Damn, that's crazy. My lineup crispier than yours, nigga. Don't fucking play with me. That's neat. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah, all badass is out here. Yeah, I... So, anywho... So I'm just having, you know, I just need to get prepared. So Friday night was about laundry. No, it's not folded. No, it's not put away, but it's clean. That's all you can ask out of me right now. Um, 
Saturday, I went to a fight party at my homegirl's house, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think, honestly, this weekend was pretty chill. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't do too, too much. It was um, Easter weekend, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Oh, we saw you out here with the leisure suit. My nigga Listen, was shot. You know saying? Every now and then, you know, got to gotta bring out the tan, the tan joint. You know, I'm in the market for other colors. You know, we, you know, we got the light gray, we got the dark gray, got the black. I need, I need some other shits. Um, so my weekend was as was as follows. So so Friday, um, got got some good old crab legs for the freesty. Oh yeah, you're welcome. You didn't have dinner I, with me. Yeah, on so you know, so again, shout out to you for uh, being a plug on that one. Um, just kind of you know getting me some some sustenance before mm-hmm. I headed home. To the Good Friday service because you know my mom is a whole preacher, um, so you know I needed to be present before she tried to like you know come holler at me. Um, so, so I can do nothing Friday. I was I was at the crib um, Saturday. Shout out to um, a rocket house for their uh, first pineapple day party of the year. Um, I know, I mean, what Outcast say, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Yo, and you know what? That has been, so Allie's love life, because, you know, clearly I have no choice. Um, that has pretty much been the theme. Um, you, you plan for the best, and I really, I felt like I had. You hope for the best, but you prepare for the worst. Not even preparing for the worst, because I, I don't think that that's a good, I think that's a pessimistic way of thinking, of looking at things. Hello, it's your boy. <laughs> That is such a Capricorn But I really did think that I put my best foot forward with this one. And even though things didn't turn out in, in the way I would like them to be, um, I learned a lesson. And it wasn't even like a learning a lesson. It was more or less about, like, the universe is testing me. Mm-hmm. And there are, uh, the universe is a way of sending you tests over and over again. And each time they send you this test, it gets harder and harder to pass. Because the universe just has a way of sending us tests. And every time you get the test. If you don't pass it, it becomes harder to pass the next time. Mm-hmm. So this time, the universe sent me a test that typical Alex would have failed. And in me, in the particular situation that I'm in, I didn't. And I have to recognize that, take a minute to recognize that, the fact that I'm I'm growing. And I'm starting to do things very um, in my own benefit and on a subconscious level, which is great. Um, it's natural for me to be a giver. It's natural right. for me to be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, it's, a, it's something about me that I'm working to balance. Um, it's, it's, it's your love language. It is. Acts so. of service is one of is my biggest love language. If you get me to go out of my way for you, you I care. Mm-hmm. So um, in this particular situation, it was like, okay, Alex, and this you can't compromise. You have to choose you first. You have to put your interest first. And although it's going to disappoint said party, you have to make sure that at this time around, like, as I always say, the devil a grown-ass man, he don't need no advocates. You have to be your own advocate. You have to you have to put you first right now. So and I did. And it and we're still cool. Like there's no B, but we're just not single again. I'm back on the prowl. <laughs> yeah. All right. Man, and two text messages. Y'all made my whole Broccoli City Fest a real doozy of a dang doodle. Blame like, Jade. First of all, she can't leave. Because she has work obligations. I, I don't stop nobody's bag. However, we had these plans in place oh, for no, a okay, month. Oh, okay, yeah, because you, that's where I was about to go. I was like, beloved. We've had these we, plans we, in place for months. For months. And, 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 and again, this is not sneak distant because we tell this to your face. Um, like, beloved, 
could I think she has like a get out of jail free card or some some sort. Like I feel like she can pull this card. She's just choosing not to. Or I feel like she pulled it a week early and it was like, baby, why don't you say but that you, big joker? But you knew you had back to back trips, my nigga. Why don't you say that big joker? <laughs> I don't know. Look again, again, we not talking about how nobody back because. We've had this conversation in the group chat. We'll have it in your face. Like, like she, she listens. We know she's going to hear this. Like, <laughs> hell, we'll be in D.C., knock on wood. By the time you're hearing this, um, thankfully. Uh, prayerfully. Thank, prayer, prayerfully. Also, I got, Griselda got her oil changed. Mm-hmm. We got the tires balanced and rotated. You know, got, can't be out here leaning leaning on fofos. You know what I'm saying? Still tipping on fofos. We ain't doing all that. Nah. You know what I'm saying? We are safe. I'm going to go get her washed and mm-hmm. vacuumed out. Mm-hmm. We going to be cute. We going to be real cute. Right. I got us. All right. Um. So. Thank y'all for trusting me with your safety. Actually, I think I have the only car that's willing to accommodate our big asses. So. Because my, my car wasn't going. My, we, my car wasn't we going. We was not putting yours on the road at yeah. all. Um, Paula the Impala was in her ass here. Listen, okay? she a housewife. She don't go on trips. <laughs> she don't go nowhere. She don't go nowhere. She keep her ass <laughs> in the house. What <laughs> the fuck? Um, How was your weekend, friend? Whew. We'll, we'll touch on some of the things that I've learned later on. But okay. just know. And we'll couple. Of, so let's get through the good first before we get to the shit. Please, because because the shit's going to transition to some more shit. Please. Um. So it was Easter weekend. Um. Saw my mother. Um. Hung out with her. Uh. Shout out. Shout out to her. Shout out to Morocco House for the um. I really want to make one of those pineapple parties. You're going to. Um. You're you're going to trust trust me, daddy. Trust me, daddy. Um. You know, even though it, it was cold and rainy, but still packed that motherfucker out like. Because the anticipation, um, shout out to my boy Derek. Um, I got some shout outs. Uh, we 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 celebrate the accomplishments. Shout out to my boy Derek. Um, his um official opening of his taco stand. Uh, let me make sure I get let me make sure I get the name right because I, I don't want to disrespect him. I, I don't want to disrespect my man by getting the name wrong. You know what I'm hey, saying? Like, yo, you know, we do celebrate accomplishments around we here. We celebrate so accomplishments. That and, you is know, this, a major deal. I'm this, super this, this super this proud is, of you. Uh, this is a uh, okay. So it's 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 Pata. It's, it's Pata Roja Taquier. Oh, yes. Yeah, all, all the all the little Latin flair. Boy makes um, al pastor tacos, but the al pastor is fucking fire. Um, like, it don't taste like your traditional pork taco. Okay. Um, so huge shout out to him. You know, he's following one of his dreams. He's following his passion. So huge shoot shoot shout out to him. Uh, we didn't say it last week, but, you know, even though Tiger Woods is still not invited to the cookout because that, he's still not he's invited. He's not invited to the but cookout. you got to shout out. Him winning the Masters, um, coming back from all the shit he came back from, you know, mm-hmm. not only like the back surgeries, the neck surgeries, all the surgeries yeah. he had on his body, but the fact that they treated his adultery like he had killed somebody. They did, but you know what? Because it's he dated because a white woman. It, thank you, thank you. You, didn't, I don't, I don't even have to go there this week. Perfect. But we, we listen. We, 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 we victim blame black men who date white women because you got no. Never mind. Mm-mm. Never mind. Because you're about, you're about to fall right into the trap. You're about to fall right into the trap. See, look at growth. You're about but to fall wait, right into it. We just got done talking about growth. There it is, Saints. Because Because, listen, we victim blame black men who date white women and shit and bad shit happens to them. You want to know what it is? Why? Shouldn't be fucking with them hoes, Jesse. We tell you to stay away from them white girls. Literally, there's never been, I'm waiting for one, one black man to get with a white woman and it'd be beneficial for his image. Please. That's, hold on. Like, and here, I'm not even the white girl dater here, but I'm just like, that's, it's literally 
it's impo- it's like a it's like a well, what's her face for chicken or for egg is never going to be beneficial to his image because of how black women view interracial first dating. First of all, with, with when black we talk about women. black women in sports, that's the minority. Black women in sports commentating, sports opinions, black women in sports. Period. We're, there are some of us, but we you, are. You, the, you talking about like working or like wives? Wives. No, 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 not wives. Excuse me. That's wrong. That is wrong. Okay, I, I, I will correct like... myself. That is wrong. <laughs> okay, because you know I'm about to pull up. I know that is wrong. What I'm talking about when it comes to like the fan base of sports, it, but, um, black yeah. women, women in general are the minority yeah, when it comes to that. Yeah. So you really think the opinion of a black woman is going to slow up anybody's bag when it comes to who these athletes are choosing to date? No. When what I'm a, saying when is a black that man, yes. Absolutely. Not only, but now we're not, we're not, we're not just talking sports. We're talking entertainment. We're talking music. What we're, we're talking saying anything. is that, bro. What I'm saying is that it's typical. Yes, when he get on, he leave that ass for a white girl. It's fucking typical. My, it is typical. My argument. So was, when shit like that happens, yeah, we got, we're gonna roll our eyes. But yes, my argument absolutely. was, my argument was, you said like, when is it ever going to benefit the black man's image? What I'm showing you, man, it's, it's impossible because she could be motherfucking Teresa. <laughs> she's white is not going to benefit his image because of that. Like, she, like, you know what I mean? Like, just let's be honest about it. I'm not even saying that y'all are necessarily 100% wrong in thinking that, but no white woman besides shit. And you know what? Adele. I'm, and we'll talk about her later. Fine. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. going to be completely honest with you. It goes back to the women like Kim Kardashian, who are white, mm-hmm. right? And it takes them having to speak to white people to understand how unjust our our system is, so to speak. Okay? Is Chrissy Teigen white? Random question. Spicy white? Yeah, like, I think her and Ariana Grande are, like, the same spicy white. Like, they're white, but, like, they got a little but, like, adobo sasson in there somewhere. Because Chris, Chrissy Teigen a woke white girl if she's white. Like, she, she's a legitimate... She with the shit. Like, she's with the shits. She but, actually is more with the shits than John Legend, most times. Most times. Chrissy Teigen is an outspoken as fuck. Actually, as a matter of fact, Chrissy Teigen used to get on my nerves. Because she was so outspoken. No, because she used to come across embarrassing. Like, Be- like, like, girl, like, don't you understand you got a Grammy Award winner? Relax. John fucking Legend. But then again, I don't also... I can appreciate the aesthetic of a woman who isn't docile or meek, but also can appreciate the more reserved women as well. I think there's space for both. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, it's not my favorite thing to look at in the world is white women with black men because I've seen the demise. I've seen how this works for you guys the majority of times. And to be honest with you, my fear doesn't, my my concern doesn't stem from just, oh my, these women taking all our men. It, ain't, it doesn't come from that. It honestly stems from fear because I've seen how this plays out in a lot more negative ways than it does positive. So my concern is always going to be keep your heart three stacks, keep your heart. These hoes are smart. It's, it's crazy how fucked up the game is when, like, and this is the last point because we didn't even plan on talking about this, like how a black woman dating a white man benefits her image. So let me get to that. Look, and we can touch on it and move on. You with it? Cause, yeah, because we, right. got, we got other shit. Because we'll talk- I, I got to cut somebody out. Um, so, all right. Real quick. The reason why is because when you look at the divorce rates, always go back to the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. The divorce rates of interracial couples, if you break them down, are higher between black men and, bl- and white women than they are between black women. Actually, in the highest success, uh, success, marriage success rates are between black women and white men because black m- women are used to having to justify their partner. They're used to having to vet them and, and go through. They're used to having to justify everything, including who they're sleeping with. 
So, yeah, when you talk about being, um, to be honest with you, when you talk about being financially yoked, white men and black women are starting to close that, that, that wage gap. Black, there are more black women entrepreneurs in the world than there have ever, in the United States than there have ever been in the world. So we're starting to close that wage gap. So the, um, the higher black women climb, the less black men there are. And yeah, they're starting to find their equal with white men. And they typically, because they have to vet their partners, black women aren't just accepting anything. It's, and, and, and no, I think, I look at it like this. And I think I speak for a lot of people. It's just, my mama said life ain't fair, right? So what? And it's just like, and we'll we'll move on, but it's just like we champion one and shame the other, but the energy is never the same. <laughs> like, Nobody's going to keep the same energy when it comes to black men dating white women, and it's because I just wish we were honest about it. Stop trying to, stop trying to piss listen, on me and tell me it's raining. I just told you that nobody's going to keep that same energy, and it's all based in history. We can have this lesson if you want to. We can go down this path, this rabbit hole. It's, it's a never. If it's, you a, want it's a never. To. We've touched on them plenty of episodes. Plenty of times. But what I'm saying is that you also understand why that's not going to be because history has always history has taught me that white women, when it comes to black men, are dangerous. So, no, my hearts of hearts, I would be stupid for not giving this a side act. I'd be dumb as hell for not at least keeping my eye on the situation. Because I'm going to be honest with you. It wouldn't have been a black woman chasing Tiger Woods in a Cadillac. No, we'd have just waited for you to get home and handle our shit in-house because that's what we were taught. Got it. Never mind. Um, next topic. Because just mm-hmm. I love who you want to love, King. We're going to listen. I'm going to talk to my black men a lot in this episode because I feel like Somebody got to. Um, back to my weekend. I'm back to my weekend. Um, and we're going to go transition to the gentrification topic that we have. So, oh, yes. So here's the person who got me fucked up this week. And so one of my side hustles is a, is a, is a, is a ride share startup. I ain't got to use my own car because, again, we know Paula and Paula, a, house, a housewife. She stay in the crib. She go from point A to point B and back because we ain't trying to stress her out like that. Mm-mm. Don't put no extra stress on Paula. Listen, she's she's been loyal for years. Let her stay in the house. Stay down. Um, so I'm over here. You also don't want a car note. I still, I'm still paying off this one, so I definitely don't want a car note right now. I right. hear you. Um, um, so rideshare startup company. So I'm not in my own car. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting on someone. I'm down, I'm in OTR downtown. I'm waiting on someone to like to get a ride. So I, I like I park on you know like I park in the open spot. I see right. Turns out, this happens to be a handicap spot. Okay. And, you know, I don't have a handicap sticker in this car that's not mine. I actually own a handicap sticker in my own car, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I'm in there, have hazards on, in the car, not out the car. I didn't even turn the car off. When I tell you this fucking white man, this this genderfying, I don't want, like, I don't want to, he, he, I don't want to assume that he was, like, homosexual. I don't want to assume that because that's 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 rude. I don't want to be homophobic in that manner. But mm-hmm. he he checked off some of the boxes of 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 a homosexual white man. Is, sure. is, that, is that fair? Sure. Like like sure. we'll just keep it moving right along. I, I'm trying not to be problematic. I don't know how well I'm working. It was stereotypical, but well, I'm I'm assuming it plays a part of the yeah, story. So so he's so he comes in, he knocks on my window first of all. Absolutely not. You do not approach my car. Fair. You don't have business with me. You do not approach my car. Because I'm See, like, this is why we keep the pump in the trunk. I, you do not approach my fucking it, car. Because if I, 
<laughs> you you do you see it like like fam? People have gotten shot for less. Black people have gotten shot for less. So so first of all, to, for you to have the audacity to knock on my window. So then, because I'm a rational black man, rational. I, I'm like you know like what's like. What's up? Like, I, I rolled out enough just so I could hear him because I'm not rolling out all the way. Absolutely I, not. Mama raised, didn't raise no fucking dummies. So I'm, like, so I'm like, what's up? He's like, you know, you're, and he's, this is how he sounds. I'm not, do you know how, you know, you're parked in a handicapped parking spot? Like, you're, you're so disrespectful, you know, because you're taking this from, I'm like, sir, excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm here waiting for a ride. You see the hazards on. You see, I'm not, I'm not parked because I'm not out the car. I'm in the car. And there's no one waiting for this spot. I can tell. If there was, I would move. But I'm like, I apologize. I don't mean. I don't mean to offend. I said that to, I, I don't mean to offend. You know, I'm, I'm here waiting on a ride. I'm so, like, I'm sorry. And then this is where the white people's favorite part. We start threatening to call the police. Because, oh, please do. Like, now you're minding my business. Oh, please do. Because it's like, so like I can call the police if you don't if you don't move your car right now. You're out here, you know, disrespecting the dis- disabled, taking a spot for them. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, all of a sudden she just mm-hmm. start writing down the information. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, and I'm like, again, I'm I'm, to- I'm waiting for a ride. Like, it's not like once if there's someone if there's someone who actually needs to, the space, I'll move. I know it's not you because you walked up to me. So clearly, you don't need the space because you don't have a fucking car. Period. So then, and so then he's like, he's like, all right, back. I'm, I'm gonna call the police because you still haven't moved. I'm like, you still haven't. I still haven't moved because you keep fucking talking to me. Like, if you stop fucking talking to me, maybe I have a chance to move. You're continuing this conversation, therefore I haven't moved. Does that make sense? So then this motherfucker has the nerve and the audacity to start pulling out his phone, writing stuff down, and start taking pictures of me. It's like, I'm, I'm going I'm to talk to your, your employer, supervisor. I'm like, bet, please do. Please what? Do. Please do, because I'm going to report this as soon as I leave you. The because, uh, absolute audacity. Because it's taking everything in me to not come outside and beat your ass right now. Because you're invading my privacy, you're invading my space, and you're being disrespectful. That's three strikes where I'm from. Over a handicapped spot I'm not even parked in. Over, if I'm not outside the car. I'm in the car, readily available to move, waiting on a ride. I could see if, like, you weren't in the car. And he waited to be like, what the fuck is up with you? No, I'm in the car. You clear. So. First of all, you owed him no explanation. And I personally would have ignored him. I would have ignored him. And it's like, and I should have, but it's like. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and it was just like my, I felt my blood boil. Like I still feel it bl- boiling right now, because like the nerve of your gentrifying ass. Because first of all, most we know you're not an OTR native. You're not an over the Rhine native. I could put fucking money on that. You came here when the rest of these fucking white people came here, and now you think this shit's yours, and you think you're. I mean, I'm gonna be a, a fucking advocate for who? For your fucking self, because you feel entitled to every goddamn thing. First of all. Kiss my hey, hey! If you ever listen to this, and I thought I saw you yes earlier today when I had to pick up a package, you lucky I had to get some shit done because I would have. Mm, the Lord's working on me, and somebody's gonna catch these hands soon because people keep fucking trying me, and I want you to know I'm not the one or the two. Leave me the fuck alone. And this is for whoever who thinks they want to try me, and I hope you don't because you're listening to me. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to be a better person. Please don't let me relapse to the old ways. I've been waiting to punch somebody in the don't face. Don't do it. Please don't I've been do waiting it. To, I've been waiting to punch somebody in the face for a long time. Listen. Please don't, please don't let it be. First you. of all, my two cents on that is you don't owe nobody shit. I you don't didn't, owe you, a goddamn you motherfucker. You don't owe him an explanation. 
time, the day, to be honest with you, I'd have been like, I'm minding mine, you mind yours, and that'd have been the end of that. Now, if he wanted to call the cops and get belligerent, sure, sure, that'd have been his prerogative. But I also understand that white people love to weaponize the police. That is their favorite pastime right now, is weaponizing the police in situations where the police don't need to be involved. This is petty. Over a parking spot that I'm not even parked in. Dog, I'm literally sitting in the car with my hazards on. I'm still sitting in the car. You, if this was such a big issue for you, you could have, like, I, like, the crazy thing is that there's nobody waiting on the spot. I could see if, like, you had somebody coming, you could have asked me to move, hey, my handicapped friend is coming, you're parked in this spot, you know. At least, e- even, even if you started off respectfully, like, but he came at, we talk about matching even, energy. Exactly. The audacity, even, you know what's crazy? Even if your handicapped friend was coming, who the fuck are you to tell me to move, a, do a goddamn thing? There's no, to be honest with you, he should have sat there and ate his fucking food because this wasn't his fight. Now I get advocacy, but that was, bro, a handicapped spot. And here, and, and, and I think we, I talk about, I talk to people a lot of the time about picking the right one, right? Oh, they never have the right one talking to me like that. And this, and this, and the thing is, is like, and this is the, I feel as I feel like I'm in a goddamn zoo, where everyone can agitate me, pick at me, prod at me, but the moment I react, they they want to, oh, oh, the tiger acting crazy, Nobody. no, the tiger acting tiger, and they get like, leave me the fuck alone. The crazy thing is nobody ever sees the action. They always see the reaction. And when situations arise, especially lately, because I've, I've, I feel you on this one, it's been like, Alex, if you react, you're going to look nuts. And trying to explain what made you get to that point, people, it's, hard. it's hard. It's hard. Especially because people only have, a lot of people only have the ability to see what's in front of them. They can't see the backstory. They're not even interested in the backstory. A lot of times, you don't give a fuck. All you see is... The action. All you see is like, and all you go, all you gonna see is is my six foot four, six foot five black ass whooping on this poor little swinging. white man. Swinging, and the and, optics of that are wild. And then you have footage because who's not filming these days of you wailing on this white guy? You go to court, you're getting jail, getting fined. You know, it, it's like the repercussions for minding my fucking business. And speaking of minding, should sat there and ate your food. I, I shout out to my friends at Howard. Um, shout out to my. Uh, we we will be in DC. Yeah. Uh, so so yes, if you yes. so if you in the DMB area, pull up on us. We will. But oh, we've been to be drunk, drunk. So <laughs> all right. So let's talk about Howard. So white people have been walking their dogs on Howard's campus and just generally like using Howard as like the cut through or just for like whatever the fuck to like. And Howard is a private private campus. HBCU. The other part about it is. One of the white people, when they were asked, like, about Howard, they were like, well, why can't you just move it? And it was and like... He said, he said, he said, I mean, like, it's part of D.C. If they don't want to be part of D.C., then they should move to campus. First of all, they were part of D.C. way before your white ass ever got here. Let's be honest with you. Howard's 1867, 1869, correct? All my, all my H.U. alums... Please. Co- please correct me, because we're going live. But Howard's been there since the mid... Since 1860-something. Long enough. Long enough. To not have to explain shit to you gentrifiers. You've been there since 20, you 2018 at the very earliest. Here's my problem with gentrification. My among, biggest problem. Among, among, among the obvious. My biggest problem with gentrification is you come to these spaces and expect people to assimilate to you. Come, you. you come to, come to the urban spaces, the black, the people of color spaces, and expect them to assimilate. Just like the shop owner who was playing go-go music during business hours, somebody had the nerve to complain, so now they're playing go-go music 24-7. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're talking about cutting off your nose to spite your face. Fam, That's what you, you, you get. He was just playing go-go music from 9 to 5. You started talking shit, and now they have a go-go party at that intersection every night. And then they found your social media and then told you what a piece of shit you actually are, you dumb motherfucker you. And, it's, and, and so, and the thing is, so, like, it's, it's, it's weird to me because they come to these spots specifically for the culture. Like, people come to OTR because, oh, my God, it's so lively and hip and, like, it's has so, so black and it, so... It has no, so no, much no. rich, no, no. rich history. The word is urban. It's so, it's so urban. So if they come to D.C., oh, my God, come to the Southeast, come to the North, it's so urban. But then you want to change it to fit your stereotypes. Like, in D.C., for example, Northern Virginia is right fucking there. You literally don't, like, it's you, you 30 like, minutes, my nigga. 30-minute drive, and you can have the privacy of your white picket fences that you're used to and still come to D.C. and fuck with the niggas when you want to. You li- It's literally right there. So this whole, this this ideology, I don't get, I don't understand. I don't understand what the major malfunction is. Like, you could literally just leave niggas the fuck alone. And, but- and, and the fact that, like, you, you're, walk, you're using Howard's campus as a dog park. But you, I guarantee, you would never have that same energy with Georgetown or you would never George Mason or, or American University. walk on the campus of John Hopkins and use it as a fucking dog park. You would never do that. Then, see, that's my problem. You don't see the value of black. You don't see it. You don't see the value of this of this campus, and you want to know what I love about Howard is that the uh, the um, the president was like he banned it. You cannot walk your dog on Howard's campus whatsoever. And I think there's also now like um, a, a you can get a ticket yeah. for for having your dog urinate or whatever on the campus. It's better. It's you, listen for all those white people who it's better to get a ticket than has than you than your dog take a shit on a Q dog plot and then the Q dog beat you and your dog's ass. Cause you don't know what the fuck you doing. Listen, I'm, I'm let's wait options here. Get get a get a little ticket, which you can sure you can pay because you're living in downtown DC. We I would know you, fucking love. We to know you watch got the money. One of these people get one of these white people get dogged walked by a cute for having your fucking. Do- what a full circle moment that you would feel be. Me? And, and, and the cues would do it. Because, and the cues would do it. They're like, oh, you, you, you think it's cute, huh? Foul. Hit your hit your dumb stupid dog ass. walk a white person for walking their dog on campus. Please make that full circle moment happen po- for me. Poetic irony. Oh, uh, life imitating art, <laughs> please. Um, but speaking of life imitating art, Beyonce has given us captions. She has given she has posted to her story. She has given us a documentary. She is also Lemonade is now available on all streaming platforms. Who the fuck has my fave and bring her back? Cause this ain't her. She's given us a dance challenge. So it's either y'all have acted an ass and she's just unloading the clip and we're not going to hear from this bitch for another five years or she got some shit brewing and she just really needed to clear out the vault, put us on ice. It's like giving a, a baby a toy so you can finish dinner. And I feel like Beyonce just gave us a toy. I'm going to be occupied for a three-year-old, three-year-old album for the next three years. Meanwhile, I also feel like, and I hate the fact that we beg artists for content. We beg artists for their art. Like, we rush them to produce. And then if they produce some garbage, we're disappointed. But we also rush this creative process. I hate that. But I feel like Rihanna got something in the books right now. I don't know. Let, uh, let's, let's, let's get to Chavo to say before. All right, because right, we'll get back to Beyonce in a minute. But Rihanna, we know you got an album coming, baby. Um, she didn't get, Listen. Rihanna she, just wanted us to get looked apart. She didn't gave us beauty products. She didn't give us lingerie. The bitch is about to give us furniture. Like, listen. Rihanna, office products. Office products. Fenty staples. Rihanna just wants us to look the part. And, hey, let me put this on wax right now. If I go and cop a Fenty stapler and that bitch come up missing, I'm burning the fucking building down. 
Rihanna, we know you got something coming, sweetie. We know you've been waiting. Um, the, the, the Navy, the Navy is ready. Um, and I'm sorry, Anti is still a solid ass project. Anti should have won Grammys. Um, Anti should have got more than it got on, on Wax. But listen, uh, we already know. We already know how that works because Beyonce still hasn't gotten Artist of the Year. Um. So, all right. And then Beyonce, we know you got we know you got a solo album to like stop like you can but also pre- you if, can pretend if Beyonce has a project, so does Jay. No, he doesn't. How you know? Jay gave us his solo project with four forty four. It's Beyonce's turn. True. And you understand? I, I, again, Jay Z's my favorite rapper of all time. Um, but unlike some members of other fandoms, I can be honest about my faith. All right. Um, I, I feel like you finna try. You finna try me. Is this the argument portion of our of our here podcast? In five minutes. Um, let me get this. Let me get this point out, and then we'll get to argument portion. Um, it was one of my questions of the day, actually. Um, mm. so the demand for a Jay Z album is significantly less than the demand for a solo Beyonce project. Hell, the only thing Beyonce has done in the past three years that's been criticized by any wide number of people is her working out her damn marriage. That's the only thing that everybody was like, eh. Everything else, Beyonce got a 100% success rate. Working it out with Jay-Z, eh, not so much. Listen, it's like telling your best friends how ancient your nigga is and then taking that nigga back. You forgave him, sis. We didn't. And we don't have to. But... But so, so the demand for honestly for a lot of Jay Z fans, if he retired from making albums after 444, we'd be satisfied because 444 felt like it felt like a fitting end, like the big homie finally grew all the way up. You know, it's like a character arc. It's a character arc. Like like our Game of Thrones. First of all, everybody gonna die next week. Everybody. I'm trying die. to figure out how the fuck I'm gonna watch this on the road back. <laughs> no, I feel like we should stop somewhere between Cincinnati and like Columbus or something and watch Game of Thrones because I need to watch it. I don't need to stream this on my phone. So like, oh, who the fuck is going? I don't know. We are gonna knock on somebody door. Like, hey, hey niggas, let us in. Let us in, please. You uh, have to let us watch Game of Thrones. Um, I don't want to stream this. I don't. Um, Nigga, I was about to, I'm about to. If I don't watch it, I'm gonna delete my damn social media until I do. Yo, cause y'all gonna ruin it. And I'm gonna fight everybody. everybody. If matter of fact, luckily we think uh, Avengers Endgame early on Friday, so I y'all can are only... seeing it early enough on Friday so that like you won't even have time to check social media. Like, we're gonna wake up By hungover. Way, y'all are welcome. I, I told you thank you. Multiple y'all are times. welcome. I told you thank you multiple times. So don't act like I ain't tell you thank you for You did, times. but you're welcome. Um, but yeah, so I think so a lot of Jay-Z fans were satisfied if he retires from making full albums after this. That's why like it felt like a it felt like a career ender, just like unfortunately, like Nipsey Hussle's debut could have been his career ender because he said everything he needed to say on this last album. But also this was his first like signed album. He's yeah. been making mixtapes. Like fans yeah. know. And, yeah, and, and, but it felt like JV and Nipsey that both like they felt it felt like they said everything they needed to say on their last projects. Now JV decides to release another album. I'm not gonna be like, oh my God, no. But it it doesn't feel like it. However, the Beehive if, need a need, need they need another solo offering from their queen. And and so I watched the live. I watched. I watched Homecoming to, in pre- preparation for this podcast because I knew we were going to talk about it. I have watched it an ungodly amount of times. Relax. Um, I'm actually ashamed of myself. You should be. <laughs> um, 
And uh, in preparation, because I wanted to know, I, I couldn't come here unprepared on what we're talking about. You absolutely cannot. Please. Um, and and I understand. I understand. Okay, my feelings on Beyonce are this. Beyonce knows Carter. Beyonce Giselle knows Carter. Excuse me. Let me let me put it in. Put some respect on my queen's name. Is That's all I ask. Relax. Is a legend. Beyonce is a legend. You can't take that away from her. She's a legend. She's one of the best live performers in history. She's in her generation. And that was shown through Homecoming. And first of all, the dedication she put into, in, into a two-hour performance was eight months. So for all of those who want to follow the Beyonce plan, understand the level of dedication that she put Look at you it. standing right now. Because this was supposed to be my speech, but I'm going to let you go ahead, Stan. Go ahead. The level of dedication she put into two hours. She, she rehearsed for eight goddamn months for a two-hour performance. Eight. Four months was spent with music. Four months was spent with choreography. Mind you, she was still breastfeeding twins. Not one baby. Two of them things. Um, on top of that, a strict diet. So on top of breastfeeding. Now listen, as somebody who has breastfed, and as somebody who's been pregnant, let me explain to y'all what this does to your body real quick. In case, in case you need the anatomy lesson. All right? I'm sure we don't, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go so on. that baby while you're pregnant, while that baby while you're nursing and producing milk is going to get what it needs. Your body, it cannot, babies are parasites. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but like in the most basic sense, that parasite is going to take from you, even if it has to take out of its, sorry, even if it has to take it out of, it gonna take it out of something. Your bones, literally. If it will take the nutrients out of your bones. I'm, he's like the baby. Like I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat. It's either we gonna eat or I'm gonna eat. So, so, and then when you're breastfeeding, your body again, whatever it needs to to nourish this baby and to produce that milk, it's going to take from you. So on top of breastfeeding, not one child but two children, um, taking care of the child that you already have. Our executive producer, Blue Ivy. Yeah, shout out to Blue. You know what I mean? On top of being a wife, and luckily for her, her husband is also a music musician, so he understands. And, and, and I saw everybody getting on Jay because he because he didn't seem quote unquote super excited about the. But that's some typical nigga shit. Y'all are never as excited about but our it, body transformation I, as we I, are. I, I counter that. I just don't think our excitement looks the same as yours. Because a, because when I watch that scene, I'm like, that nigga eat, that nigga's legitimately excited. It just doesn't seem the same because we're not like. As exuberant, but it's also we saw we saw the go we saw that you was gonna make the goal before you did a lot of times. Well, when we when we believe in you, we knew that you, we knew we knew it was like you 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 just figuring out what we already saw in you. So like it's not like oh you're not excited. Like first our excitement doesn't look the same. We're not gonna be we're not gonna be oh my god like as that's just not. And secondly, we we knew you was gonna do that. Like I guarantee Jay had no doubt in his mind that. From birth to Coachella, she was going, her body was going to transform back to where she would be happy about But here's the thing. No doubt. In his mind, sure. But he also does not have to live in that body. And the same way that, like, for instance, I, wrestling with some insecurities of my own, mm -hmm. working that out with, with my therapist. But, and then in a recent situation, like, some of those insecurities I've been wrestling with have been exposed. Not by any, like, fault of their own or my own. It just happens. Some, you, that's life. That's life. So when I see myself in a way, 
and I need to work things out. You as my partner can say, I know she's got what it takes to get it through this. And I can take that support and understand that I, I got you in my corner. Mm-hmm. But getting there for me feels different because I doubted that fact that I was going to get there. Especially when you're talking about postpartum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Braylon, excuse me, kiddo will be 10 this year. Kiddo will be 10 this year. So I'm still struggling with extra from that. Mm -hmm. 10 years later. So I completely understand and know I'm nowhere near as big as I was because postpartum I was 165 pounds. Me, (laughs) 165 pounds. That's heavy for me. You know what I mean? Especially when you... Pre-pregnancy, I was 115. Postpartum, I'm 165. That's a huge leap in a short amount of time. About 30 body weight. Exactly. Almost half, actually. You know, that's a lot of weight, especially for somebody who's not used to carrying it. Right. Now, I settled on a a smooth weight that I'm comfortable with and I I enjoy. That's healthy for you? That's healthy for me. And then I feel feel good in. And that's the key word. So when you go and you share that with your partner, like, wow, I look good and I actually feel good. And the way that I see myself is exactly what it looks like. That's huge. And so when you go to share that experience with your, your man or your partner or whatever, and they're not as giddy or jumpy for joy, like they don't, they're not expressing that. It, is, it does take the wind out of your sails a little bit. But it, Okay, so a couple of things. First and foremost, Jay would, and first, this is a two-hour glimpse into an eight-month process. We don't know what the fuck they said. We don't said. know what tears, right. I get They that. said behind the scenes. Secondly, but if we're going off of that two-hour process, he was there every step of the way, supportive, played the back end. Like when uh, Beyonce said some shit like, uh, like until y'all apply my previous notes, I don't see the need to make a mourner, and then left, and everyone looked at Jay-Z, he was like, y- y- y'all heard her? Like, <laughs> f- figure the shit out. Like, and so I know it, 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 it just, I guess it rubbed me the wrong way because it was like, it was portrayed as like, look at him. Look at men not being supportive. I'm like... Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't read it that way. I thought that was a little petty. (laughs) To be honest, to be honest, I even thought that was petty. Because I'm just like, I know plenty of times where I've told my partner, like, about something I was geeked up about. And, like, he hit me with the shit. I already knew that, girl. Like, you got this. You're you. You got this. And I was just like, all right, nigga. I was looking for a little bit more. But I hear you. And I think it just... the The way we express things is different um and 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 i think it's just that communication now Now again so all right i praise beyonce she's a legend she's the greatest one of the greatest performers of all time um however the the, and she the beehive top two most annoying fan bases we're not doing this top two we're not doing this because here's the thing i would prefer not the slander i you know want to know what it is okay are you a stan or a fan I'm definitely a stand. Okay. Come on now. So, 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 all right. So, follow me here. Nope. <laughs> you ain't got to follow me. Fuck it. I'm going to talk to our goddamn listeners if you ain't, ain't going to listen. So, here, Shit. all right. Before you go off on your Diddy tangent, let me explain something. Anytime somebody has ever, your faves are getting compared to the greatest performer, the greatest entertainer of our generation, hands down, period. Whenever y'all talk about your fave, you'd be like, oh, oh, you know, She's Beyonce comparison, somewhere in there, okay? Whenever somebody, whenever Beyonce does anything, it's always somebody, like, y'all find a way to knock her. Y'all find a way to have a criticism where you can't, especially when you're, you're, you're comparing your faves where they can't even compete. Nobody's working as hard as this woman. Nobody's going where she's going. Do you understand that this is the first time Netflix has not released a name in their advertisement? 
Netflix, that bitch. How about HBO was getting ready to buy the rights to Coachella and Netflix bought a, like dropped a bag that they couldn't even compete with? HB fucking O. So let's talk about, like, we're talking about people, like, at the point, she's at the point in her career where she don't need y'all. Y'all need her. She is walking out of meetings because people who look like, who don't look like her are not being represented in the spaces. Come, come on now. Your faves are not at that point where they can do that, where they can leverage who they are because she recognizes that any brand that approaches her knows what they're attaching themselves to. And they, they got to come with it. And they are not. Your faves are not doing that. They cannot do it. They don't have the reach. They don't have the pool. They don't have the license nor the agency. Okay? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Look. Remember, I said Beyonce is a legend. Point blank, period. So what else is there to talk about? That entire <laughs> fucking rant that you just went on is my entire point. It's like... But, but here's the tell thing. me where I'm wrong. You gonna let me talk? No, why are you talking about <laughs> Beyonce, dog? You're proving, no. you're literally proving my point. No. Thank you. You're proving my point and how unreasonable the beehive can be. Because here's the thing. I think a lot of what you would call criticism about of Beyonce isn't criticism of Beyonce. It's a criticism of y'all. It's a criticism of how you guys deify her. That's the criticism. No one, in, no one with a sense of talent is denying Beyonce's talent. No one. No one in their right mind. However, if anyone there suggests that she has made a tiny misstep in anything past... I am Sasha Fierce, because I think that's I am Sasha Fierce is the only one that y'all let get niggas get, get that off of. You know what? And to be honest with you, the Beehivers, we understand what that album was. That was the end of her contract with her father. Y'all can have that. Matthew Knowles can have that. As a matter of fact, she has yet to publicly mention that nigga's name since then. So yeah. Even though, okay, for instance, on the homecoming album, it does not say Destiny's Child. It says featuring Kelly and Michelle, because that she would have to pay that nigga royalties. No. And so she's moving smarter. She grew. She became her own management. She did what she had to do for herself. What is so fucking funny? It's it, it's funny, and because because the original conversation was separating a a fan of a, a separating artist from her fandom, right, or his fandom. And first and foremost, Beehive is the second second biggest gang in the world behind the police. Is I it? feel red. It's a police. I, I was ready to fight you. It's a police. I was ready to quit because you just got you got the, bro. Because and here's the thing, I, and, and I want you, to, I want y'all to notice as, as my listeners, I did not say a disparaging word about Beyonce at all in this entire thing. So here's the thing: I think I feel protective over Beyonce because she is who she is, and she's doing it as a black woman. So I feel yes, I'm sorry, and y'all already know how I am about black women. Period. But then you have Beyonce. So there's this extra layer of protection that I feel like because a lot of times niggas don't have valid reasons or valid critiques of her. Y'all don't. Y'all try. Okay. If y'all wanted to talk about the music she puts out, or if y'all wanted to talk about... Um, oh, Beyonce doesn't make music for me. I already know. So I can't even speak that. that's the thing. So if that was your take and it was purely based upon your musical preference and taste, She don't make cool. music for me. Then we could, we could have that. She don't make music for anybody but black women. As, from, Beyonce, from Beyonce on, I'll say that. Like, she had her pop hits with, uh, you know, pre... But that's what I'm screaming. She puts on for the women who look like her. And what's the problem in that? And she's doing it at a level that nobody can compete with. 
No one, I want so, you but, to understand something from me. No one's saying that but, Beyonce is moving in a certain let way. Let me finish my thought. What I'm saying here, what I'm saying here is that the reason why I know me personally get so protective over Beyonce is because when people go to critique her, it's never about, or not even critique, because... Yeah, I don't let them critique her. It's not about... Here's, the, here's my thing. The critiques are not about her music. It's not about things that we can actually have debates about. Preferences. Things, okay, well, I don't like this song. I don't like that. I have a Beyonce song that's not my favorite. I'm not going to say it because that goes against my code of Beyonce. And I will not publicly disparage Beyonce. You I will not gotta do it. be fucking kidding me. <laughs> not fucking do it. You gotta be fucking kidding me. I not fucking do it. Absolutely. Jesus not. fucking Christ. Absolutely not. What I won't f- do it. Um, no. You can just whisper it to me off air. No. Nope, um, no. Nope. And, I, and whatever song you whisper, I'll just play it as an intro. It is off of I Am Sasha Fierce. And no, we already have an intro song. We discussed this. I, I was trying to find a DC song because we were going to be in DC, but uh, we'll figure it out. You can figure out a Wale joint, though, yeah. out there. Um, but anyway, so no, here's my thing. It's always about, like, her work ethic or... Um, it's always some bullshit. It's a, it's some bullshit ass comparison, some invalidating, misogynistic ass, anti black women ass critique. It's always is. It's not it's funny. It's because it's, it's, it's so fucking accurate. Every critique of Beyonce has got to do something with that. It has nothing to do with nothing to do with shit. Man, listen. I want. I just want. Okay, and I'm I'm phrasing because I prefer not to get stabbed on my own show. Um. With Beyonce, you have to, it's like, you don't even let the criticism potentially come out before you're calling this person all sorts of names. Like, you know, not, apparently not like Beyonce is a personality trait. Um, I've saw somebody like, and I, and I think some of it is like, some, some member of the B.I. get so gung-ho, they just start saying shit. I was like, who who would you know that would uh, cause this tizzy over a three-year-old album being released? Like, we didn't just have an entire So Far Gone party, listening party, when Drake re-released So Far Gone. I mean, but that's the thing. I, I do not get... I don't let... All right, how do I say this? <laughs> I thought this conversation was going to be more or less about Beyonce, like, stars are less controlling or not even controlling their fan bases but holding their fans accountable for like being extra fuck do i agree that fan bases can be extra yes beyonce's fan base as a member of her fan base i can say we do go up for our queen I, and i don't we i do don't say i don't i mean i unless unless the uh fan base in question is actively harming other people which i mean in the be in the beehive case some of y'all have definitely found addresses and shit. No, the most harmful fan base is between Taylor Swift and Nicki Minaj. But I don't feel we, like going there. Because you're wrong. Am not. First of all, I mean, the barbs are the barbs. But as far as... as far The barbs were literally like... Y'all canceled Carrie Hilson's whole career. <laughs> she opened her mouth. She opened her mouth. We didn't y'all come literally, Y'all didn't literally shot it. down a black woman because she talked about Beyonce. Let's talk about it. Okay, we didn't shoot down a black woman. Honestly, Carrie Hilson should have sat there and ate her fucking food. Then nobody asked her for shit. We, I could see if Carrie Hilson had a right to shoot at Beyonce. You didn't. You just was trying to compete where you didn't compare and got shot down. That's not our fault. But my original point was, unless... You don't want physi- that Parkwood smoke. 
fucking out of goddamn. Unless physical harm is being portrayed in the name. And Wilson's still beautiful. She still can sing. She's still been writing. You still making your money, sis. You just can't do it around me. Unless the uh, fan base is committing physical acts of harm in the name of the, the artist, the artist doesn't have the obligation to like quote unquote control their fan base. I don't think that. Except when you've got the alt right Taylor Swift promoting you as like their queen and their bible. That's 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 physical harm. Right. So, so. like you've got uh, so that's what I'm saying. You've got the barbs literally threatening like bound Cardi B's number. Threatening to run her child over cars and shit. Like, come on now. But we uh, we talk about you can't compete where you can't compare. Every I ain't fandom, doing the, the Cardi Nikki debate. I no, 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 no. Every fandom is compared to the Beehive for a reason. We even think about it. Every parody hive is called the Hive. Future Hive, Aria Hive, Sansa Hive. Everything is based off of Hive because the beyond the Beehive is the preeminent fandom both good and bad in popular culture just accept this is not a debate this is a factual statement it is a factual statement but also think about it because it sits at the top it is the best of the best you're compete like that's what i'm thinking everything and everything around the sun is still compared to beyonce even things ain't got shit to do with her even things that are completely outside of her genre bro are still being compared to fucking beyonce still and the crazy thing is, to this day, her fans are actually very honest about her talent because she's not the best actress. We 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 were all stand. y'all had a meeting, and y'all was like, okay, what what can we say to there make us look not things. as delusional as we are? There are three things we all know Beyonce is not. She ain't doing. She is not doing your interviews because she's not good at them. She she's not doing your interviews. Anytime Beyonce has something to say, she will release a documentary. Because I mean, she gets a practice over a script multiple times. No, she gets to put out exactly what she wants to, exactly how she wants to. That's what happens. That's what happens when you are the creative director of your own life and of your own content and of the story and the narrative that you want to give people. I appreciate that. You want to know what happened? Some shit went down on the elevator. She didn't have to give a shit. She, we got three solid albums out of that, a documentary and two more kids. She because they leaked, TMD leaked the footage. Life is but a dream. We are getting exactly, she gives us what we, like, exactly what she wants. Isn't that the goal for everybody? Me and you talk about the highlight reel of our lives all the time. We talk about this a lot. We only give people exactly what we want them to give. We just don't have Beyonce Parkwood influence and money to do it on that scale. But let me get a Parkwood budget. The only time y'all will hear from me is do documentaries. I promise you. And I, I, okay, and we're gonna end because I, I promise I didn't want to spend the entire time talking about goddamn beehive. But I think a lot of it, because you guys are so so like down to ride and so one hundred percent positive of everything that she does, but you guys take anything that's not that same level as criticism. I haven't said a disparaging word about Beyonce yet. And we we could run this back and check the file because I made sure not no, to. No, you have not. But, but you already. But you're still feeling like I'm against you. No, I didn't say that you're against me. I never said that. I said that I feel the need to be protective over Beyonce because not only is she the best at what the fuck she does in her industry, but she's also a black woman doing it. So you cannot sit here and tell me that the extra criticism that's layered that Beyonce gets isn't because she's a black woman. Y'all do it to the average black woman. I can only imagine what y'all do to her. Same thing with Serena Williams. She is literally the best athlete in the world, and the extra criticism and the extra 
scrutiny that she gets is because she's a black woman. Y'all do it to the best of the best. Y'all do it to the average Joe. So I can only imagine how y'all treating our black queens who are literally the best. There's nobody who can compete with either one of those women. And they're, the criticism, the slack that they get half the time, you can't, you got to admit, is not fair. So, yeah, I am super protected. Those are two black women right now. Michelle Obama, Beyonce, and Serena Williams are three black women I am always going to be extra protective over. Yes, your opinions and the way you state them about those three women matter to me. Oh, man. Uh, we'll move on. I just want, I don't think there's ever going to be a chance that a, a black man gets that same level of approval in are the public. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, we're going to move on. Because you did not just come out of your fucking mouth and say black men don't get that kind of approval. We're talking about that 100% approval rating, show? Fuck no. We, Obama don't even get that. First of all, she does not have a 100% approval rating. I just told you that the Beehive is very critical. We know what our queen is good at. She ain't doing your interviews. She cannot act. What part of that's not... A- and I am Sasha Fierce. We scrapped. Bro, we are very honest about our fave. But we still protect her. We still go up for her. <sighs> I'm laughing because I feel like you didn't understand what I just said at all. Didn't understand or don't care? Because like I just told you. Fair enough. Next topic. (laughs) Next fucking topic. Fair enough. Fair enough. Go ahead. So um, you sent me something and I was trying to understand it. Um, You said more attractive when you hold it down. Y'all some chatty ass patties in this motherfucker. All right. Yeah. It's, is this clip directed in a direction, or is No Bullets got his name on it? Bullets ain't got no names. If you get hit, you get hit. Well, all right. Calvin's on one of this week, guys. Um, <laughs> Are you ovulating? Fuck you. <laughs> we can fight. We can still, we can fight. Right, I promise you. You've been talking real spicy. <laughs> we can fight. <laughs> Relax. I know. Before I, you, you see the new Gemini Man trailer, remember the Will Smith versus Will Smith? I'll have, I, listen, I know you're my shooter, but I'll have my shooter come at you, my shooter. Leave me fuck alone. Anyway. You sure you want to smoke? I want it all with everybody. Y'all got me fucked up. You can have that smoke. Y'all got me fucked up. Anyway, so, so what's, what's up? More attractive? We, what's the backstory? Because that so, just don't I mean, come so out I, of nowhere. I mean, the backstory is so like, we had a, we had a conversation about a, a, a chatty patty. We um, did. And after that conversation, I started, I started sh- noticing, started like, you know, trying to read, read roles and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I just found out so much information about that party, about other parties that were connected with that party that A, I didn't ask, mm. B, didn't really care, mm. C, didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? Well. And, I'm just, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's like verbal diarrhea. Yeah, niggas do not hold water. Just run in the, just run in their mouth. So here's the thing. And so, uh, 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 and so the reason why I say it's more attractive when you hold it down is because like you can't expect me, <laughs> me in my soldier <laughs> boy voice. You can't expect me to trust you with anything. Oh, I don't give you shit. If if I'm if you out here telling me everybody else's business like, "Ooh, so and so was mad at me. Ooh, I was in this um, you know, little, little situation, but they broke up." Like, wh- why? Why why what about me makes you feel like you could trust me with this information? So, here's my thing about that. If you'll gossip to me, you'll gossip about me. Facts, big facts. And I am also very careful about what and how I tell a goddamn thing to anybody. 
I tell it in a way that if it comes back to me in a certain way, I know who told you. Oh yeah, for we, sure. We talk about remember uh, Tyrion told the, the rest of a small council a different part of the plan, mm-hmm. and then when a Cersei came back, like, oh, you're sending my son, to, you're sending my daughter to where? He was like, um, I know you're, I know you're snitches because I told it in a certain way. Like, think, think about it. You telling me about all these, all, all these people that you're that you're interested in, but you expect me to believe that you're you keep this a secret? If, if like I saw, I've I've had I've had women tell me about the other niggas that they're fucking, and men suggest that we fuck and, and promise me that we'll keep it. A, it just between me. Oh, absolutely not. I so, wasn't born at night or last night, baby. So I wasn't. Bo- I was born in the morning. It wasn't yesterday morning. So here's my thing, <clears throat> and it's funny because people. People will dig their own graves if you let them. You give people enough rope, they will hang themselves. And it's typically by their tongue. So, I... Everything comes back to me. And that has been a gift and a curse. And a lot of times, information finds its way to my lap because I know a lot of people in a lot of different areas, in a lot of different area codes, to the north, to the south. East east and the west. And the west. South and north, south, south, side. You know what I'm saying? I have little birds everywhere. And when I tell you that I typically know something, I can have a receipt. I am fully prepared to press down on said receipt whenever I feel the need to. I will press down if I have to. Here's the thing. I don't like to flex like that. And I don't like to give up my own sources. Absolutely not. So if I pull that kind of trump card, please understand it's because I'm ready to destroy. I'm ready to scorched earth policy this shit. I'm ready to burn the whole forest down just to watch your tree fall. So please understand that when I get to pulling receipts, I don't have to pull my card like that. So when I do, it's because I don't care and I need to, I got to get at you. But like you said, it is absolutely more attractive when I know you can hold it down. The man who can hold water can have my heart. Damn, it's like, look. I will do it to the ends of the earth. There's two things, discretion and transparency, and you'll have whatever you want out of me. And if you can keep, if you can keep that right there, if you can keep your mouth shut, who knows what you can get? It's just, and I, and I think that's what it was. It was just like I'm, 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 I'm sitting, I'm sitting here watching how this person is moving this weekend, and like is the vibes off? The vibes funny. Everybody can see the vibes different. Like, and you just out here telling me and everybody else, everybody else's business that we didn't volunteer. It's like a nigga sliding in your DMs with an end game spoiler. You ain't, you ain't asked for that. I didn't ask for the information, but I'll. Thank you. But you know what I'm saying? So it's like. And a lot of times that's how it happens. Because I don't. I don't go seeking out I the bullshit. Not, it, it, the bullshit comes to me hand delivered on a platter. Nine times out of ten. When two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Big facts. That's and why. Pretty Little Liars. Cue the theme song. But that's I, why I don't trust y'all really do think that in all honesty, people think like. You telling me something builds your relationship with me. No, nigga. It does not. It actually breaks it because I don't trust you. And it's like, and you think like, and, and then motherfuckers try to get into the bartering secrets. Like, I'll tell you something. You, nigga, no. You could, no. Because here's the thing. And I've said this multiple times. If you, I could burn down a lot of forests <laughs> if I started going scorched earth policies. You know what's funny is that in Cincinnati, you could burn down one, all the forests with one match. Because <laughs> y'all fucking messy. Oh, it's bad. Y'all, oh, it's y'all some bad. messy motherfuckers, man. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's always. Um, so speaking of black men don't cheat. Um, so I finally listened to that project. Classic. Should have went triple. Should have. Uh, my favorite. Shout out. What's his name? Name? Name. Named artist. Uh, shout out to him. 
for making a, a great project. It's actually a legitimately It a actually good- is a really good project. And my favorite record on there is Godly. Because he mixed Willy Wonka with Passion Fruit by Drake. And that it's so fucking fire. His mind. His mind. Um, so, also, but it got me to thinking, is black men don't cheat, is this like propaganda or an agenda? What Define the difference before I start answering this question. Like, okay, like, is it black men who are actually faithful in uplifting the women that they're with mm-hmm. and, like, not cheating, being mm-hmm. faithful, raising families, mm-hmm. building out uh, here? Farts. Or is this propaganda to hide and co- cover the fact that niggas is out here moving foul? Here's the thing. And y'all just don't want to be held accountable for being foul. You, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I got I to gotta ask my black queen permission sometimes. You feel me? All right. <laughs> let's get, but let's, let's, honestly, I think black men don't cheat. And, and the Faithful Black Man Association, shout out to the FBMA. Um, shout out to all my life members out there. Um, the reason why it exists is because we're actually trying to switch a narrative that was already predetermined. So, and this goes into another topic. Like, how many times we hear niggas ain't shit, black men ain't shit, men ain't shit, men are trash, men are this, men are that. And, and instead of just attacking the women who say that, like, nah, nah, the black men don't cheat, and the Faithful Black Men Association is, is, trying, to sh- is trying to give positive examples and positive evidence to the contrary instead of just being a contrarian. Because, again, we, we talk about numbers. 88% of black men mar- are married to a black woman. So, so, so that, that's one number that kind of breaks the narrative of, of oh, when he, gets, when he can only leave your ass for the white girl. When we talk about the majority of black men ain't out here cheating on their significant others, ain't out here, you know, intentionally, you know, abandoning women when, with their child, ain't out here doing none of the shit that we see often because we in the popular culture we rare, we rarely see positive strictly positive african american male examples and especially in this new age culture mm-hmm. um we understand and we'll get to and we understand that there are to, there's still some toxic masculinity that needs to be eradicated, needs to be addressed, we just counter the fact that everything that you say is toxic masculinity isn't. And we'll get into that a little bit later, We too. can actually go there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get into that. But, like, when we say black men don't cheat, part of it is, first and foremost, some of y'all think y'all in committed relationships and you're not because that nigga communicated to you multiple times that, that we're single, but you just heard something totally different. That's not cheating. Yikes! That's not cheating because it's like, look, if I tell you, hey, like I'm not looking for a relationship, and I and I communicate that effectively, concisely, but I still treat you like a nice person because just because you're not my quote unquote girlfriend doesn't mean I have to treat you like trash. No, but I think that niggas also when it comes to all right, so no, like I said last week, you cannot cheat when you're not in a relationship. And, and, but I do think you can violate, and that's where you and I and, are and, and here's the thing, the, 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 going the, to differ. But here's the thing. It's, the phrase is, black men don't cheat. It's not black men don't do bad things. It's not black men don't 
violate. We uh, we're realistic. We're not saying that every black man who walks this earth has a hundred percent success rate. You know what I'm saying? Has a has a hundred percent approval. No, you know, and I, don't, I don't think anybody's saying that either. But I do think like it's trolling as fuck. It is definitely big trolling. But I also we get trolled. All the time. Oh my God! You are gonna take something, Calvin? Like, come on! Now. I'm not. I come didn't, on I didn't, now! You are gonna take something? Because you know, because you also do know that this is trolling. You also do know that, like, we're exactly where I'm coming from when I say this. Listen, but have has 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 a black man cheated in the past? Yes. And I, and I think and some and it's just start it started off lighthearted. You, if you want to call it trolling, I'll accept that. But you can. Here's the thing: black men may not cheat, right? But when you start talking about relationships and these nuances and gray Mm -hmm. areas as you're navigating Mm -hmm. these spaces of not relationship relationships, you also have to take into account that, like, there's a lot of irresponsibility there and a lot of mismanagement of feelings and not always being as forthcoming and upright as you should have been. And that's why when I hear it, I'm just like, black man, yeah, yeah, I may not cheat, but you do everything the fuck else. And then the counter to that, and then the counter to that is twofold. The counter to that is, A, Every relationship, whether it's committed, platonic, romantic, whatever, there's two parties into it. And sometimes, and I stress the word some, so if y'all want to hop in my mentions on some stupid shit, we can get it popping, but just know, quote me correctly. Don't allow you to lie to yourself, I think is the thing I want to say. Like, we talk about those internal checkpoints. Like, oh, he treats me nicely. He came... he buys me things. If that's one of your love languages, he 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 comes over with food. He does this, does that. He dicks me down. He does he 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 hits my boxes. This nigga's my man, or or like I'm really fucking with him, or whatever. You, however you want to refer to it. From then on, something switches in your mind. From oh from from he he gets elevated from a nigga to my nigga. Sometimes that's communicated. Sometimes that's not. Sometimes it's only only way that's communicated when 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 the nigga in question gets a text message like you keep, you think I'm fucking stupid, don't you? Or you, you keep playing with me, and you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I, I think, don't. don't lie to yourself. And 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 it's on both parties on, to make sure that the communication is clear. But niggas do that shit too. And this as much as we're supposed to not be keep a G with ourselves, y'all gotta keep a G out loud as well. Listen. And here's the thing. If I'm supposed to have all these uh, external or internal checkpoints, then if you see that she may be getting a little far off the deep end, if you feel like boundaries are getting crossed, it behooves you as a man to speak the fuck up too. Like, hold on, wait a minute. Like, before we we fly off the handle here, let's make sure we're still on the same page. And men will allow situations to go on further than what they initially intended before they start checking shit. And that's my problem. I was always taught. A lot of times... Men will take the back seat when it comes to checking in on the relationship. Whoever wants to change the status quo has to speak up. That was always taught. So, in that case, if we're just... Changing the status quo or making sure that y'all are still on the same page are two totally different things. Is it? Yes, absolutely. Because, like, if if you're looking at me and, like, I want to elevate you from nigga I'm just fucking to my nigga, that's changing the status quo, is it not? It is. But checking to make sure that you two are still on whatever page you're supposed to be on is not the same thing as I, I want to upgrade you. I only know, I think we're, I only know that we're not on the same page when you tell me you want to upgrade me. I, that's the best I only know. Because again, we talk about gray areas and this whole thing is a gray area. I'm not saying that it's not 100% either way, but I only know you want to upgrade me. That's when I know we're not on the same page. Until then, 
we have a tendency as men. If I if I if I if I'm if I'm fucking you, feeding you, I like you, I like you in my company. But you know what I'm saying? I I, I we have a tendency to believe like, but she still remembers a conversation that we had before we got into this. And that's a mistake that some of us make is that we assume that you remember the conversation that we had. But and because again, I I don't want to treat you like an asshole just because where you're not my quote unquote girlfriend. If you want to change whatever status quo that, that we have, you have to tell me. Just like if I want to change the status quo, I have to tell you. Like, it's like when you want to raise, do you just wait for a month to give you a raise or you just walk or, or, or that's the conversation you start, you start to process on? I hear where you're coming from, Cal. What I'm also saying is that I believe it's the, respons- it's the responsibility of both people Okay, mm-hmm. it's the responsibility of both people to have that conversation. It's not just on me. It's not just on him. It's on both of us. And if you feel like the conversation or the relationship is going somewhere that it shouldn't be, or it's not doing what it needs to be doing, or she's doing too much and not enough, or mm-hmm. vice versa, whatever, that conversation is the responsibility on everybody. And I think a lot of times when it comes to the status quo or, or checking in on the relationship, a lot of that responsibility is left on the woman. Men will ride the wave until things are complicated. It's part of that self-preservation. Because, um, again, it's like we talk about, oh, she's doing too much. Like, what is too much? And it's one of those things where a lot of times, especially in the early courting stages, a lot of niggas feel like they're doing too much for where they're at, but they got to do it because hey. that's part of the courting stage. I hear you. So when we get to that point where, if the energy's matched or it's flipped a little bit, I'm gonna ride this out for a minute just because it's like it's nice to feel appreciated. As soon as I feel appreciated, I don't want to stop our, but happy to like, by like whoa, whoa, you're appreciating me too much now. <laughs> What's going on here? I mean, it is nice to be appreciated, but if you also see that she's like doing too much out of the expectation that you guys are going somewhere that you're not ready to go, it is your responsibility to check her. And I guess then the, the the question is, what exactly is doing too much? That depends on individual people. That depends on individual... Y'all niggas be knowing when you're accepting something because you know a woman is doing the things because in hopes of going or being something else. Y'all know that. The, come on now. Come on. Come on. You know when a woman <laughs> is doing... Yes, you do. And that's using her. That is absolutely using here's her. The, here's the thing. Because the reason why I say eh... Is because it all depends on the individual woman, her baseline as far as effort level. And I can't, and, and if this is my first interaction with you, I can't compare effort levels from the last nigga. No, and no, you can't. But so see, that's may, the thing. This, this may be you. Whatever you're doing that you think is too much, I may think this is maybe how you get down. So here's the thing. That's why it's important to check the fuck in. You don't know what you don't know, and nobody's holding you accountable for not knowing what the fuck you don't know. But I am holding you accountable for seeing that, you know what, this man... And then I check it, and then you like, and then you get mad, and then you're like... What no, that's the assumption. Stop that. Okay, 
that's where my biggest frustration lies in. Okay, you're talking. assuming somebody's feelings instead of being a big boy and accepting whatever response, good, bad, or indifferent, she's going to give you. If you say, you know what, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page because I see that you're doing this, that, and the third, baby. I appreciate the effort, but I just want to make sure we're still on the same page. You can acknowledge her effort and still check in and make sure that the, the idea, what's really, what's going on is still what's supposed to be going on. But if you do find out that she's doing all of these things in hopes of, then you need to have that readjustment conversation. And my problem is that men don't initiate that conversation. But you'll allow her to go all the way out of her way, continue to accept her services, continue to accept her acts of love, knowing good and goddamn well that that's not where you're at. Instead of, we talk about putting the big boy pants on. So, how do I phrase it? Men will sit there and accept acts of service and acts of love and acts of But you don't all ask that question shit. before you give it to me. Like, let's, let's be honest with you. Let's be honest with you. If a here. woman is investing into a relationship under the understanding that this is an investment or, or under the understanding of what you guys are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. okay. So she chooses to do things. Go here. Speak your language. Whatever, whatever it is that she's doing, mm-hmm. right? Right? Right. And you as a man are accepting these things that she's doing. But she knows that she knows that the, the, the calculus has changed before I have, correct? Because she's now, she's now going above and beyond her normal status quo. Correct? That is correct. So she knows that before anyone else because she made that decision I've to do that. I've also said, and she did, but I've also said that men know. Y'all know. Now, could it be up to her to be like, hey, I just want to make sure that we are here. Yes. We do that. Women have done that. And, and Women the, do do that. What I'm, saying, you, what I'm saying is is that men in a lot of different times don't take that same initiative that women do to check in on the relationship. Y'all don't. Because... Our energy... The, I think the reason... Because our energy has never changed from the beginning. No, because women are emotionally... A lot more emotionally uh, accountable than men are. We talk about... So. I check in... I, uh, women are taught to check in on self a lot more than men are. So when it comes to emotional and relationship accountabilities, a lot of men don't take that initiative. You don't. <sighs> The, That's the, why men talk about, we just had the conversation not two weeks ago. We talk about men waking up and tripping and mistakenly getting into relationships because you, you, you stumble through them. You're not checking in. You're not, you're not being as self-aware as you expect her to be because you allowed yourself to get here. You said self-aware, not aware of you. I'm aware of me. So we talk about, so this is, we break it down from the courting stage. Actions that you accept from another woman directly affect you. You should know how this makes you feel. You should know what the effects of this are going to be on you. Hey, Alex has cooked me meals, gone here, paid for that, come up, see me. Anytime I needed her, she's always been there. This shit is wonderful. Have I given that same energy back to her? If the answer is no, you know that. Have I? If the answer is yes, then you know that. You also understand when your emotions and your feelings start to change about the said actions and services that she's been giving you. It's up to you to also check in. This is unbelievable. It, <laughs> I laugh because it's like the, the 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 gymnastics that that we take sometimes in order to not put fault on our own selves on both sides. We take so many. We we do fucking triple triple backflips to not so. All right, next, 
one final thing, just before we go to the next subject, or, you know, talk about toxic masculinity in general. Just, I mean, communication's key. It always is, it always will be. Um, communicate, but also communicate with self before and make sure your self-communication. Because a lot of niggas be lying to themselves, and niggas is gender neutral. And they do. Make sure your self-communication is intact before you try to communicate with somebody else. I think that's some advice that I can leave this topic with because we've been on that topic for a pretty time, period. So I kind of want to save the next one for next time because I'm exhausted. Um, no, let's get into it. Um, why is everything women do not like women do not like about men deemed toxic? So, all right. What do you mean? So toxic masculinity does exist. That's one of my other questions of the day. If you, if you as a man don't believe toxic masculinity exists as a whole, then you're wrong. Let's, let, let's make sure you hear that. You're wrong. However, everything isn't toxic masculinity. In my opinion, if I don't want my girlfriend or whoever to use my face to practice her makeup on, if I say, nah, I'm good. Me saying, nah, I'm good, shouldn't be deemed toxic masculinity. Should be deemed a choice that I decided to make. If I, de- if I choose to not do a certain sexual position, because I do, not, I do not feel comfortable in said sexual position, that's not necessarily toxic masculinity. And the reason why I asked the men in, in my comments for definitions, because I wanted to make sure I, un- I understood and so, tax, and so I will read some of the definitions that we've had um, that, we, that, that, that was given to me by our wonderful people who, 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 who show love at this, um, at this here panel. Um, I, I thank you all so much. So I asked men to define toxic masculinity for themselves. And so first one, ideals that are counterintuitive to progression in the name of being a man. That's what one de- defined it as. Misogyny, tra- homophobia, transphobia, violence, and dismissing emotions. That's one another person defined it as. Um, let me pull it up, pull up the other one. But like showing kind of just that whole thing as far as like what that actually is. And so that's kind of in my own mind frame is okay, toxic masculinity is when I feel like I need to control your your feminine intuition. Because in the name of being a man, when I feel like I need to control you in the name of being a man, when I feel like I need to act out aggressively towards a, a member of the LGBTQ community in the name of being a man, when I feel like I need to, you know, be assault someone's sex in the name of being a man, all of these, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I know I'm not a scholar here when it comes to certain things. Okay, so. Go ahead. No, their opinions on it were right. I give them that. I think when we start talking about toxic masculinity, it's things that because of the way that you're afraid of being viewed by society, you start to overcompensate for the fact that you're a man is when your behaviors become toxic mm-hmm. and your behaviors become violent uh-huh. and, and produce harm. Right. When you have to justify your manhood by becoming harmful, that's it promotes toxic masculinity. Right. And okay. I think, and, and, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. 
You know, I got to make sure I say that every now and then. <laughs> People think I'm out here just doing all types of bullshit. I mean, but I, I hate, and it's mainly just the social media adaptation to it, where y'all have treated toxic masculinity the same way that they, some of y'all have treated big dick energy. It's that you just apply it to whatever you like or don't like, depending on the term. So for me, um, it all depends on how you address the situation, which makes it toxic or not for me. All right. Now, in reference to the whole makeup on my partner thing, um, it's endearing, but not required. Okay. What if she was trying to get her skills up? If your boyfriend or significant other is, you know, solid enough in his sexuality to allow you to put makeup on him and solid enough in his self, excuse me, let me rewind. Cause that was, that was wrong. That was wrong. I'm tired guys. I'm sorry. Um, the only thing that can make you homosexual is the attraction to the same sex. Let me repeat that for the people in the back who missed it. There's no such thing as a gay agenda. There's no such thing as a transformative agenda because if by that same logic there would be a lot more gay people becoming heterosexual than heterosexual people becoming homosexual. There is no such thing as an agenda. Okay? So the only thing that can make you homosexual is an attraction to the same gender, which is what homo means. Same. Got it? Okay. We're past it. So... Moving on, he is comfortable with self. So you putting on makeup so your girlfriend can test her skills or whatever does not bother you? Cool. It's not a requirement, but your response to her asking is what makes it dangerous. If you if hit I say her. No. Okay. So just a no, be like, babe, nah, I'm cool. If she's just like, well, why? I don't wear makeup. So I don't want makeup on my face, would suffice. Okay. Cool. When you start getting into, oh, that's that gay shit. That's that F word shit. That's that wrong. I, bro, that, I ain't no girl. I ain't no bitch out here. I ain't no pussy out here. I'm trying to refrain from the slurs because I don't like using them in references like that. When you start talking shit like that, that's when you become toxic. That's when you become dangerous. That's when, like, that's not cool. Especially when, when homophobia is violent. Rest in peace to... What's this kid's name? Can you look at what's the, the the ninth the ninth grader? There's a ninth grade kid. Rest in peace to him. Um, hopefully, 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 fly high. I, I pray you found your peace, baby. But when you have nine, you have ninth graders committing suicide because they're homophobic, because of homophobia. Your jokes aren't fucking funny. When you have it, the, the record number of transgender black women that have died at the hands of black men. Your jokes are not fucking funny. Your homophobia is not funny. I don't give passes to shit that causes direct violence. That shit don't get no passes with me. So that's why your response to things like that is important. And I guess, see, I I take issue when people take issue with my response when it's simple. If If you ask me something and I say no, oh, you're that's toxic. It's a preference. If, for instance... I, as somebody who wears makeup every day, does not let everybody put makeup on my face. You cannot know. But see, if I were to tell you no, it's viewed as, oh, she's a woman. She just doesn't want makeup on her face. But if you, if I was a man, I said, I don't want makeup on my face. It's 
homophobic, and that's the problem. You could just say, I just don't want makeup on my face. You, but when you, you start talking it, about, it, it, oh, that's that gay shit, or that's that F-word stuff, or that's, you know, whatever, that's my problem. Or my, 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 my question. And so it's like, and, or, and I see a lot of people, you know, we applaud these these uh, photo shoots with, with men with flowers in their hair, you know, look at them, you know, redefining masculinity. and The black boy joy movement. Bla- all yeah. of that. And I'm like, that's great. That's wonderful. And I want, and I mean that with sincerity in my heart. I think we need to, it's not about redefining, it's about extending the definition. And we need to start seeing, and it's not propaganda, it's truth. We need to start seeing heterosexual men being affectionate with other heterosexual men. We need to start seeing things that not portray men as soft, but images of that are not aggressive that define masculinity. Because, for instance, it's the same images of women that are being promoted. When they want to promote the strength of women, they show a woman athlete or they show a woman boxing or doing something that's deemed masculine. And it's just like, no, I'm strong being more demure. My strength can be in the fact that I'm a little bit more docile. That's fine. It's about extending the definition of what masculinity actually looks like. And the more that men become comfortable in the extensions and the varieties and the the shapes that masculinity comes in, then we'll start to become more inclusive and accepting. Because if you can only see masculinity by by one gaze and one view, I don't believe in extremities of any kind. So if that's your only gaze of masculinity, that's a problem. Because you're not seeing the full picture. You're not seeing it as a whole. But, okay. So, I guess my phrase is this. Like, if if I don't deem wearing flower crowns or, you know, taking pictures in pastel and, like, that sort of, like, no shout, no diss, but, like, Frank Ocean vibes, right? If I don't deem, like, you know what? That's not for me. That's for him. Cool. Let that be for him. I'm going to be over here in, I guess, quote, unquote, more traditional masculinity. It doesn't have to be your brand, but you can still see it as somebody else's and appreciate their right to do it. And and here's the thing. I I appreciate their right to do that, but I think we overcorrect in society. I think we're doing too much of an overcorrection. Whereas, like, now, if I'm in, you know, if I'm content with my brand being a more of a tr- quote unquote traditional, right. I hate I hate that. The quote unquote more of what we expect. Oh right. now, oh now you're not securing your sexuality, or now you're out here, you you have your toxic masculinity, or you're homophobic. No, I just don't want to wear flower crowns on my head because I don't I don't that's not me, or I don't want I don't want you to 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 to, to try to put makeup on my face because I don't I don't like that. And that's fair. And it, it, but yeah. I think but, it's, it's almost like hold on, let me let me finish this thought. It's almost like in today's society. And and maybe this is just for overcorrection for for years and years of of of, of the sexism and patriarchy. But it's like if if I as a black man don't like something, I now am being put on defense of far as why I don't like it because my no, I'm not feeling that. It's no longer good enough without being tagged as homophobic, transphobic, toxic masculinity, or whatever ism that we want to call. And I agree with you. But it all has to be, your response has to be tailored to reflect that. And regardless of how people, you cannot be accountable for the way you're perceived. You can only be accountable for, the, for what your message is. So if you're saying, no, I just don't want that on my face, that's fine. 
that's fine. But at the moment that you get to being harmful and toxic and spewing some bullshit and some hateful shit, then that's to be criticized. But I think we have to stop justifying our right to be right in a lot of ways because if you know that your message wasn't harmful, you know you didn't go out of your way to spew and put hate into this world, then stand in that. I know that my response was justified. I didn't offend anybody with that. I just don't want that. Like, bro, if I don't want onions on my fucking cheeseburger, I don't want onions on my fucking cheeseburger. If I don't, okay, you could just say, listen, I don't want makeup on my face. You don't have a girlfriend or another guy friend you could practice this with? Like, I don't want it. I, for instance, I dated a designer. I did not want him tailoring his clothes to my body. Because a lot of his stuff showed parts of my body I'm insecure with. That's my right to tell you no. Just, yeah, I mean, I think that's the main thing. It's like, look, like, stop, don't interrogate me. Or don't, like, because you, you walk in, you, and, and that's why I asked the third, the second question was, like, you know, when, describe your dealings with black men. You're already walking into any interaction with me with already a, a, a preconceived notion of how I'm going to react or what I'm going to do. And so when I give you, when I don't react that way, it's almost like a shot. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if I push him, if I needle him, he'll, he'll show me what he really is. Like, nah. leave me to, leave, again, leave me the fuck alone. Don't, and so if I say something and, and, and you were offended by it, you have your right to be offended by it. But if I, didn't, but if I also said it without the intention of offending, because I can very easily attend to offend anyone, Okay, cool. We ain't gotta agree on everything. Leave me alone. Don't stop. Don't stop. Stop needling me. Stop picking at me, and and using a protection uh, as a historically disparaged group to then become the same people that you hate because you're you start needling yeah. me and ticking. Don't turn into your oppressor. And then when I finally react, it's like, oh, see, told you. See, when I was like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm like, no. Just let me be. Right. Lightning round, real quick. So lightning round is, I want to touch on, real quick, the sneaker ball. Um, shout out to, oh, for Columbus and Cincinnati versions of it. Yeah, um, so corporate. Corporate got them. Um, is hosting the one in Cincinnati. Um, May 11th. May 10th. May 10th. May 10th. May 10th. Um, I caught my ticket. I am ordering my dress next week. I am really, really excited. I'm not um, going to be in town. Ta- no, I'm no a, I'm you're not, not going to be I'm in town. I'm going to be a national You're going to go be a thought that. Relax. Um, real quick, Adele is getting divorced. Hey. And uh, first and foremost, let's hope that she's healing. I pray properly. that she found peace. That she's healing properly. That she found peace. Let's hope that Drake had nothing to do with it. I'm praying Drake ain't got nothing to do with your divorce, Adele. If <laughs> if so, girl, then I feel you because that man fine. Drake 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 broke up a whole marriage just to get an Adele sample. Hello from the other side. Because he he did that with J Lo. He dated J Lo just to get that sample for teenage fever. Or you know what I hated? The boss up headline said chasing payments. Because the, the, what they said was, is that in the divorce, she ha, she made, she's looking at $180 million settlement to her husband. Get that money, King. Chasing payments? Get that money, King. Boss up headlines do not have to be this shady. But, 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 I mean, they are. But get to A. Get that money, King. The reason why is the same. Re- Listen, keep that same energy. For, for, every, for every nigga that had to pay alimony. Before I get to capping and talking shit, I want to know, and you know, we might save this for next week, but I want to know what her husband does for a living because if he's like, has him, I, I'm going to, I'm going to have a read for the centuries, but also Adele, what are you doing that? We the, want preen up. We want preen up. What are you up? doing yeah. that your paperwork's not in line to have to give a nigga $180 million? Mm-hmm. 
All I'm saying is Listen, keep, that, keep that same energy you'll have for all had them this, niggas. No, I had the same comments from Mary J. Blige because the bitch knew better. This is your second marriage, girl. What are you doing? Listen, for, keep that... If, if for every... For every woman that that has felt this, there's been plenty of men who had to break them alimony checks because she argued that she was used to a certain lifestyle and they they had to write them checks. Keep that same energy. If the pay- ass nigga. And listen, if he's a bitch ass nigga, fit every one of them women on Basketball Wives. All right. Sounds like it's time to go. <laughs> Sounds like it's time to go because we ain't got enough time to get into this debate. So we'll save it. We'll mm. put a pin in it. All right, y'all. By the time we get back, y'all be will be. By the time you hear this, we'll be in DC. Um, again, again, shout out to everyone who listens. If you listen to a screenshot at at shoot your shot pod hashtag pod and hashtag shoot your shot. If you listen to us, we appreciate you. We got, we got another live show coming. Um, we're gonna figure it out. Uh-oh. We're gonna figure it out. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get a day party with it because, you know, we're going to get spicy with it. And I would then, love a day party. And then drink some mimosas. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Somebody's son going to be... Never mind. Hey, y'all. Sugar, Ali Nicole <laughs> signing out. Um, C. Diddy, uh, we appreciate you all, as always. Thank Bye. you. <laughs>